Welcome to another episode of the Home Run on Wheels podcast, where we chronicle the baseball trip of a lifetime while raising awareness of the needs of children in the foster system through our partnership with Children's Hope Alliance. This is Ron Clements with my wife, Patty. Hello. And we're still in St. Louis, or I should say back in St. Louis, because we did uh, head up to your parents' house for a few days before we came back to St. Louis this weekend. Yes, it was nice to get to see them and... To park the RV for a little bit. Right, which we will get to in a bit. But first, let's talk about Sunday's game. Uh, Sunday was kind of an interesting day in the National League because, like, every team in playoff contention won. So, in other words, like, nothing changed. <laughs> the The game we were at, the Cardinals beat the Giants 9-2, to and you were happy about that. I was very happy about that. And we, we were also happy about that because... And we we're also happy about that because we raised money and bought 30 tickets and donated those 30 tickets to the Foster and Adoptive Care Coalition of St. Louis. So those St. Louis kids who were there got to see their team win on Sunday. Yeah, and we got seats in the bleachers. And, you know, a lot of people want to be in the 100 section over by home plate or down the first base or third baseline. But I love the bleachers. There's just something about it. People are really into the game in the bleachers. Yeah, they are. And unfortunately, like the whole intent of getting bleacher tickets for Sunday's game was hopefully we'll get a home run ball. Well, there were no home runs hit there. There was one home run hit in the game, but it went to right field. There was a ground rule double that kind of went to center field. but um, So unfortunately, no balls hit in our sections, but still a good time. And, you know, one thing we haven't really talked about, I think it's kind of like we take Bush Stadium for granted almost because we've been there so much. We haven't talked much about Bush Stadium. Well, we were ha- we had a couple of interviews too, but we- yeah, we haven't talked much about Bush Stadium. It's a great stadium. I It really is. It really is. It's open the way I like stadiums mm-hmm. to be. They're, they've made some changes to the stadium that we noticed they added a section up. Unlike the 400 level, uh, on the the right field side, uh, the Budweiser Terrace area, they now call it. And uh, obviously with Bush Stadium, Anheuser-Busch down the street, Budweiser, as much as baseball is part of St. Louis's identity, so is beer. <laughs> well, and the Clydesdales as well yeah. are a big part of yep. the Bush Stadium history. Without a doubt. And so you've got a lot of Budweiser stuff all, all around the stadium. I mean, Budweiser is like the official beer of baseball. But uh, at Bush Stadium, it's just, I mean, the, the signage is just, it's it's, it's, prevalent. it's everywhere. Yeah. Right. Uh, so you got the Budweiser Terrace. And yeah, they added like some, uh, I don't know, you call them suites or whatever. And we've seen them at a couple other stadiums. I, at, at like the rooftop in Coors Field, I think, is the one I think of mo- most. So that Budweiser Terrace kind of resembles the rooftop at Coors Field where you've got... You've got uh, outdoor seating. Yeah. They call them more like a cabana, really. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And it's not necessarily where you can see the field. They do have some TVs you can see from right. back there. But it had been about four years since you and I had gone to a game at Bush Stadium. And so that Budweiser Terrace, those cabanas, those are new, like you said. They're new this year actually yeah 
And also something that changed was the Hardee's area by the left field pavilion is now called the Proficient Perch. Yeah, and you just like that because you like alliteration. I do love alliteration. (laughs) I love alliteration a lot. There's also something else that we noticed at, I'm not sure, it might have even been every single ballpark. They have the grab-and-go stores where you can go and just grab snacks or drinks or what have you. Yeah, pretty much all of them have that now. Yep. Oh, Uh, one thing that we saw at the Sunday game... The giant Yadier Molina bobblehead? No, but that was awesome. <laughs> no, they actually, the beer vendors accepting debit, debit credit cards. cards. That is the only stadium where we've seen that at all. Right. And I don't know if any other stadium even does that, but that was really, really cool to see at Bush Stadium. This is something Getting into you, the 21st yeah, century? This is something you and I have talked about <laughs> right. pretty much at every game. The vendor is walking around, whether they're they're shilling beer or soda or cotton candy or lemonade or whatever. They should have like a square or something to accept debit cards. In this day and age, yeah, yeah. It's so many people don't carry cash anymore. Right. And yeah, we were so happy when that guy in our section, he was like, beer, water, cash, debit or credit. And we're like, what? Credit card? Debit card? What? Right. It, it is. It's crazy that... Again, I'm I'm surprised it was the first place we've seen it, and yeah, I'm sure so we will see it. So for me, that that put Bush Stadium up a, a, a little tick for me. Yeah, I mean, it probably was still already going to be a top ten stadium because it's e- really easy to get to. St. Louis, like Milwaukee, has the free shuttles from from bars and restaurants, which is awesome. Those are the only two cities I recall seeing that, uh, and it's a really cool view. I mean, you got the arch right there by the Mississippi River, and, and yeah, I mean, the arch is St. Louis. It and is. to be able to see that Absolutely. from Bush Stadium, the new Bush Stadium is really cool. I never saw the previous Bush Stadium you did, but I know it was pretty much a circled, closed off stadium. And we are sitting at our friend's house, the Shaleskis in Baldwin, Missouri right now. And they've got a couple of uh, pictures of the old Bush Stadium. I am looking at one to my left, and you are looking at one over my right shoulder as well. Well, the one I'm looking at over the right, your right shoulder That's one. is one that shows the old one with the new one being built. Right. And and the old one, you did not... It was completely enclosed. It was a circle, yeah. and then it had and the you did not have iconic a view of the arches... Arch. Well, it had the iconic arches in the design of the stadium as well. well. Let me just say that the the current Bush Stadium is definitely an improvement over the last one. Sure it is. Of course. Yeah. And several things for kids to do. And Fred Bird is all around that stadium. He's, he's... He's everywhere in that stadium, and and I think I think that's one thing the Cardinals do very well is trying to ensure that Fred Bird, their mascot, one of the best mascots in baseball, not as good as a Philly fanatic or San Diego chicken, because those so. are the two iconic ones. I mean, <laughs> they, they, are. I mean they, they are the top two, Philly fanatic and San Diego true. chicken. But Fred Bird, great mascot, and and he, whoever's in that suit does a fantastic job of interacting with kids. Absolutely. And it's really fun to see. Doing the limbo at Sunday's game. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Although he had to kind of... They lifted the pole for yeah, Fred Yeah, Bird. yeah, they did cheat a little bit with Fred Bird because, you know, his his tail feathers kept getting in the way. You got to shake a tail he's, feather, he's, you know? Oh, Fred Bird's got a big old backside. <laughs> <laughs> but getting back to Sunday's game, though, where, like, every National League team won. So the Cardinals did their part, but then the Brewers whipped the Pirates. Uh, the Cubs won. The Rockies and Dodgers both won. So, like, everything stayed the same because we're getting down to crunch time here. We are, and the Cardinals have some big 
they do. Homestands Cardinals have up. six games remaining. The Cubs have seven games left. Cubs' next four games will be against the Pirates, who the Brewers just whipped 13-4 to on Sunday. But the Brewers are coming to St. Louis tonight. And they you are. and I will be there. We will. As Maria said, maybe we should sit in separate sections. Well, Pete said... Or was that Pete? That was that, Pete that was, said that. That was that, Pete. Our friends Pete and Maria Shaleski <laughs> were staying at their house while we're in St. Louis. And so big thank you, by the way, to the Shaleskis for... Absolutely. ...opening up their home to us for these uh, few days here. But yeah, the Brewers and Cardinals, three-game series at Bush Stadium. Huge series. The Car- the Brewers, from the Brewers' standpoint, they can basically knock the Cardinals out of playoff contention if they win the series or, or sweep. The Cardinals can really throw a monkey wrench in the Brewers' plans and have them scramble here because right now the Brewers are sitting in the wild card captain's seat. Hold, they're two games up on the Cardinals, three and a half up on the Rockies, and the Rockies are still trying to catch the Dodgers in the in the National League West. So this last week is going to be fun. I mean, like all of the playoff spots have essentially been clinched in the American League. But the National League is just like wide open, and this last week is going to come down to the, the the final day. Probably, it's going to be fun. It is, and that is what makes it fun: is to be able to watch and be excited about it, in the even in the final games. And if it does come down to the Brewers and Cardinals in that wild card game, our friend Pete Chileski suggested that maybe you should sit in right field and I should sit in left field. <laughs> That's right, and we will get uh, some signs going right. Yeah. My <laughs> wife is on that side. My husband's over there. <laughs> but we are really happy, though. Our trip is wrapping up, and we have done a lot this year. 15,000 miles on the RV, 38 states, two Canadian provinces, six national parks, and 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. And I think we are probably most proud that we've been able to get kids out to games in Miami, Detroit, Milwaukee, Minneapolis, Denver, and in St. Louis for two games. Thanks to Wells Fargo, and thank you to all of the people who donated money so so that we could buy tickets and donate those tickets to the Foster and Adoptive Care Coalition for Sunday's game. Yes, thank you very much. So that's six stadiums that we were able to get kids out to games in the major league. And don't forget, two minor league stadiums yeah, that we were able to and do. Durham. Thank you to the Greensboro Grasshoppers and the Durham Bulls. And our hope is just that we've made just a little glimmer of happiness in some kid's life. That and hopefully we've inspired people to get involved. And, and you know, like Celeste told us last week, you know, hopefully this will pay dividends. It's somebody... You know, planting seeds. Yes, exactly. Said. And those seeds will grow, hopefully, and find some kids their forever homes. That is ultimately the, uh, the goal. Yeah, the main goal is to help kids in these programs to find their forever home or to stay in their home with their families as best they can. I found it very interesting in most of the instances where we talked to the different organizations, they talked about how they have training programs where maybe the foster parents can help be examples for not just the children, but the families of those children as well so again anything where there's a positive experience for all of the all of the above the kids the families etc it's it's a blessing and it's what we're we were hoping to get without a doubt and it'll definitely be nice for us over this next week plus to spend more time with our family family we haven't seen much this year because we've been traveling so much but uh 
after we do the podcast episode Thursday, we will head up to Wisconsin for Oktoberfest in my hometown. We'll be staying with my grandparents, and we plan on seeing as much family as we can while having fun in, in La Crosse for Oktoberfest, or as they call it up there during Oktoberfest, Munich, USA. <laughs> München is yeah, in well, Deutschland. Whatever. No sprechen de Deutsch. <laughs> It's, uh, uh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, when, when we've been in uh, Peoria, hey, 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 we've been able to wear see some your Lederhosen? family. I, I don't know. You might have to wear like some Lederhosen or something. No, or, no, no. You would be wearing I, I Lederhosen. No, I, I have no idea. Yeah, I, I, I totally have to find I, you some Lederhosen. I haven't thought that far ahead. <laughs> I mean, it is my first ever Oktoberfest in La Crosse, Wisconsin, my hometown. So maybe we should get silly. Uh, <laughs> But I, I will say this, uh, you know, with the Shaleskis and with your family and my family uh, and the, the Harrises out in Arizona, uh, all the people who joined us along the way, Patricia in New York at the, at the Mets game, Eric Small in New York. My cousins joined us for a couple of games as well. And they did. Helen and Rob and Marjorie in Chicago, and then Helen and Rob came down to St. Louis last week. And Shelly and Santi uh, in, in Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Yeah, you know, my, my, my sister, Faith, and... My mom down in Dallas, my dad up in Wisconsin, uh, my my uncle and cousins out in Seattle. I mean, all these people who have joined us along the way and, and made this trip really, really special. I mean, we can't thank you guys enough. Yeah, and you know, again, people that we're able to stay with in St. Louis. We have a family here in St. Louis. We really do. With Angela, Pete, Maria, Pete, Maria, uh, and everyone else. We who saw came Lori out. and Matt Sunday. I mean, uh, yeah, Mike and Ginny, of course. I mean, yeah, we've got a wonderful support system, and that support system is important to us, but this is exactly what these kids in the foster system need, too. They need that support system. They need this trust. You know, like, we never fretted about finding a place to stay in St. Louis, even with Holmes, because we knew one of our friends would come through, and Pete and Maria were the first people we asked, and, and they were the you know, then they said yes, but even if they would have been like, "Oh no, we're out of town" or whatever, we, we we weren't worried. We knew we would have had a place to stay, and a lot of these kids in the foster system don't have that. And then that and, and hopefully, again, we can inspire people, or we have inspired people to get involved and and to help provide that for these kids, because it's important. It's important to us, and we're people in our forties. Yeah, it's important to everyone that human connection and contact and being able to trust again that's another theme that we've heard throughout not just from the foster agencies but also from the folks who we were talking to the different baseball players that was a theme we saw with them as well yeah the major league players we had early on on the podcast um yeah that was like the common theme being able to give these kids the the support that they need to thrive and and that's the whole thing like these kids shouldn't like, you're not going to put a kid in a home just to help him survive. You want to put a kid in a loving home to help him thrive. Exactly. And and that's a that's a huge difference right there. You know, a, a kid can live anywhere, but can a kid live somewhere and be happy and thrive? That's the ultimate end game there. Uh, so, Patty, this is our 60th episode on the podcast. Six zero, huh? Correct. That's two times as many stadiums have we been to. <laughs> well, we've been doing two episodes a week. We have. And uh, so Thursday will be 61, but then Monday, October 1st, uh, that'll be our 62nd episode. But Monday is when we're going to scale back to one a week because we'll be in the postseason. We won't be traveling. 
from stadium to stadium, from city to city. So we're going to scale it back. We're still going to keep it going and uh, kind of tell you what's going to be coming next. For yeah, the what's coming next? And we'll recap some things as well from our trip and what we've learned along the way. Yeah, so I don't know if we're going to have our list ready Thursday. But if we don't have it ready Thursday, Monday, we will give you our rankings of all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Dun, da, da, da. So that's what you have to we'll look We'll see how to. much we agree. Right. Well, we, we agree that PNC Park is number one. Petco Park is number two. Or, or oh, do we? Do we? Uh, our bottom three in no particular order, Oakland Coliseum, Tropicana Field, and City Field. You already know how I feel about City Field. <laughs> yes. If anybody's been listening, they will know. I will say every stadium, even City Field, because we were there with Patricia and, and Eric, we didn't like have a bad time at any stadium. Oh, no, not at all. No. I mean, it's baseball. How can you have a bad time at a baseball game? Now, it's well, been cold. Well, you know, if your team loses. Oh, right. <laughs> like, I, I can't imagine a Diamondbacks fan being in Colorado when we were there when it was 19 to 2. Oh, yeah, that's rough. Right. But, uh, and it's been, you know, it was cold early on. Like, it was bitter cold in Washington, D.C. and Baltimore. and Yeah, so sitting at Sunday's game in the sun, basking in it, and it was it was warm. Yeah, it was like Wasn't, 77 degrees, I think. We've been through a lot of different temperatures though right so it wasn't bad it was just like you're in the sun and you are sweating and think back to baltimore and dc oh yeah when it was like 40 <laughs> degrees and, and we're, we're Philadelphia. drinking hot chocolate and you know it's funny and i i remember it's a long season i always think back to a game i went to with maria actually and sharing a pair of gloves because one of us had a pair of gloves, but the other one didn't. So one of them, we were like <laughs> sharing the pair of gloves. Like one, we would have one pocket, one hand in one pocket, one hand in the glove. So you know, baseball just spans that whole season. And if you think about where we've been, I mean, we've been to Miami, up to up the East Coast to Toronto, all the way out west to Seattle, and down to San Diego, and through the desert and Arizona and Houston, and up through Texas. I mean, we have been through almost the entire country. Between March and September now. Right. So, yeah. So, not just a couple different seasons, spring, summer, and fall, but, I mean, just every climate imaginable in the United States, we've been through. And Pretty it, much. And, and that's, that's, I don't know, it's just, it's been a really cool trip. And I'm Absolutely. Kinda, I mean, it's kind of like a bittersweet thing that it's it's coming to an end here. But, as we said, stay tuned next week to find out what's next for the Home Run on Wheels podcast. And enjoy the final week of the Major League Baseball regular season. We are. And for Monday and Tuesday's games at Bush Stadium between the Brewers and Cardinals, Patty and I hopefully will be sitting next to each other. <laughs> we might be duking it out. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe, you know, you and your Cardinal shirt, me and my Brewer shirt, maybe they'll put us on the kiss cam like as a joke or something. Yeah, I'm not kissing you on your Brewer shirt. Probably not. <laughs> and that would be the joke. Right. <laughs> but, all right, guys. Hey, it's going to be a fun final week of the Major League Baseball season. And check in Thursday to the Home Run on Wheels podcast. Our final Thursday episode of the Home Run on Wheels podcast because Monday we switch to once a week and it'll be Mondays starting on Monday, October 1st. So have a great week. Like I said, enjoy the final week of the regular season. Pennant Chase Baseball is always the best baseball. It is. Go Cards. Go Crew. Have a great <laughs> week. Bye.